Hello everyone, welcome to the third episode of the WW3 podcast. I'm Will, and in this podcast, a new episode will come out each Friday or Saturday, and we'll have a different subject. Those subjects may range from my personal life, sports, life in college, and being an equipment manager, along with other topics that I feel y'all, the audience, may enjoy. Now, this week's episode is going into depth and talking about being an equipment manager. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it up into two parts here. And the first part of this episode is mainly going to be talking about uh, what we do as an equipment manager. And then the next half of it will be my top five experiences as an equipment manager over the past three years. So it's going to be it's going to be very, very cool to hear all these stories, and hopefully that you guys will enjoy them too. So starting off with what an equipment manager ju- does or what a week in the life of one looks like. So in all reality, uh, what, you're, what you're looking at here as being a student and over the past three years, it's been working on Sunday, working on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I haven't had I haven't had to work on Monday unless a game was postponed to Thursday, which was the case uh this past season. A game was postponed due to a hurricane and we had to play on Thursday and they we had to practice on Monday and it was a little bit of a change in schedule. Um, so, but it was working six days a week and just about probably, I want to say four to five hours every day with practice being the longest, uh, longest probably on Thursdays, believe it or not, and the shortest being on Sundays. And that's like I said. That's how that's how it was on uh, these past th- these past three years, and it, it's been, and that that's what it was like. And to go along with that, on Thursdays we would also have to pack a truck um, if we were uh, traveling the next day on Friday. So it was it, Thursdays were always kind of the toughest, especially for road games. But, um, yeah, so you're there f- about four or five hours every, just about every day. Thursday, just a little bit longer if you're traveling for road games. And then on Fridays, you're there a little bit longer if you're having a home game because uh, you got to reset up the locker room for, uh, for, for home games. And we do a lot of stuff in there. We decal helmets. We put jerseys on pads usually. For certain players, uh, we put out we put out their pants, um, and we just kind of set everything up and make it look good in there for Saturday and the game. And for the game on those Saturdays, you're there for we're there forever. We show up before the players, probably an hour or an hour and a half, maybe two before the players get there. And what we do at that point is we set the sideline up 
we we set the sideline up. We get all the stuff out uh, for for game day. We get pylons. We've gotten pylons out. We've gotten chains out uh, for the past couple uh, for these last couple seasons, and we've changed field goal pads and. That, that's what we do essentially on a game day. And then along with that, when the game starts, we have specific duties. I've had the duty of getting the kicking tee after kickoffs these past two seasons. Um, but there's also uh, working on a bench, making sure uh, there's towels for the players, um, you know, for them to wash their sweat or whatever. Um, getting markers to coaches for when or if they want to drop plays on uh, whiteboards. And that, you know, and usually, you know, that that's obviously not hard, and dealing with towels is not hard either. But it, it becomes hard when there's players that need um, specific things, whether a jersey is torn and it needs to be fixed or... They potentially need to switch a number because of that, or uh, a shoe ends up blowing out or something like that. You know, that's when it becomes a struggle because then you'll have the head guy and maybe an assistant as well that are going to help that guy out while they probably are saying, hey, watch the game, make sure no equipment uh, things happen out there, make sure everything runs smoothly. And that's, that's essentially what we kind of do um, when we're not working the bench or we're not working the whiteboards is we watch the game to make sure that there's no equipment problems. And some people may say, well, you don't do anything. That's essentially kind of what we're doing. We watch the game to make sure nothing goes wrong with the helmet, with the shoulder pads, and even with shoes. We make sure that everything runs smoothly. And Along with that, we also set up um, kicking nets for the uh, kickers to kick in, and we also have to roll out some trunks in case the helmet do- something does happen to a helmet. We have extra helmets, we have extra shoes in case somebody blows out of their shoes, and we and in those trunks we have those things, so we can just give it to them right then and there instead of having to run and get them something else from inside. So that's essentially what we do during a game day. Um, during practice on on the week on the weekdays, you're looking at essentially just getting stuff out for the coaches, uh, every now and then maybe being thrown in, uh, helping out. Uh, we some some of us snap uh, to the quarterbacks if the Offensive line's not there. Some of us uh, get the ball from the players to get it to another manager to spot the ball. Um, so we put it on a hash or we spot in the middle of the field, depending on um, what the coaches want. And that's just all That's all what we do in practice. And in that span of the week, with practice and the game combined – with potentially traveling, it's probably about 30, 40 hours a week as a student. And with that, with that in mind, it's, 
you're probably thinking, man, it's a, that sounds impossible to balance academics with all the time you're putting in. And it is, it is, but essentially what you have to do is say, okay, here's what I'm going to do for today. And what this job does is it makes you a better uh, time management person, you know, and, and that's definitely done. That's definitely happened for me. I've had to say, okay, this is when I'm doing homework. This is when I'm doing this. This is when I'm doing this. And you have to allocate your time for specific things. It's like, okay, this is when I'm going to focus on homework. This is when I'm going to focus on doing stuff for football. And this is when I'm going to focus on stuff for my social life. And that's essentially what what the life is of an equipment manager. You work those long hours and a bunch of other stuff. Now, after practice, uh, like I said, we do pack a truck if we travel. And if we do travel, Fridays, Fridays look like this. We get to the opposing stadium. And once we get there, we set up the locker room, make sure everything's good. And then once we set up the locker room and we're done there, we go back to our our hotel, we chill, we get dinner, and then that's essentially the our night for Friday, Saturday, when we get to the stadium for the game, we do the exact same thing, we show up before the team, a little bit before the team, and get the sideline set up, make sure the locker room looks good, and make sure we have everything done, and maybe do some extra stuff as well. So that's essentially kind of what a road game is like. It's the same thing. You have your duty. You do your duty. And once you and you just make sure everything runs smoothly during the game. Now, um, besides all that stuff with games and practice, we do some other stuff as well. We make sure that we get laundry done for the players and we make sure that helmets are clean, and we make sure that they're fixed during practice. We make sure that shoulder pads are fixed and ready for games. We make sure that um, when when we do travel, we make sure that the players pack everything they need, and we we also do. Oh, and another thing that we do that I think is actually um, interesting is we put air in in the player's helmets to make sure that the helmet is safe for them because if it doesn't have a sufficient amount, they may get a head injury. But all in all, there's a lot of stuff that we do, and I, I'm probably missing a couple things that equipment managers do. And uh, I, that's just the case. There's so much that we do that we can't, I, I can't even think of it all. We... Here's here's something else. We store stuff for them for games and all that, and then we give to them for those uh, for those occasions. Uh, we and it's there's a lot of stuff we do. Case in point, there, and it and I will say that being one for three years has definitely opened my eyes to this. And it, I think getting the story about equipment managers out and student equipment managers too is very important because equipment within itself 
is kind of overlooked. People don't understand kind of what these people do. They take all this time out of their lives if they're the head, head equipment manager. They take so much time away from their family. Same with the assistants. And then you have the students who dedicate that 30, 40 hours a week while also focusing in on academics and their social life. And it, it gets overlooked because... They don't think it's important, and it's one of the most important things in any sport, whether it's football, whether it's hockey, whether it's soccer. Everything, all the equipment managers are important in every sport because if they, if those equipment managers are not there, those teams won't wouldn't be playing without them because if they, if that equipment is not taken care of, if it's not properly done, if it's not properly cleaned, if it's not properly looked at, if it's not fixed and all that, then those players will get hurt and people will be liable with with coaches, maybe even other people would be liable had they not, you know, had they not known what to do and all of that. That's why equipment managers and every person in equipment in sports is very important because they take care of it and they want to make sure that the players on that team are safe and remain safe throughout the season. And I just want to say right now, I want to shout out all the pe- all the equipment people that I work with because I will say that that is very important, but also that they've had a very, very um, cool... Um, and very kind of important role in in my life. They've become so they've become close friends, and some have even I've looked up to as mentors. And some, you know, I look at look at at peers, and some I look to as cl- really close friends. And I think it it's important to note this, and I want to give them a shout out. And I really I really hope that these people listen to it and know how important they kind of are to me because have I not done this, I probably wouldn't be as outgoing as I am to them and probably wouldn't be doing much anyway and wouldn't have made a lot of friends. But, uh, this has really kind of done that for me. And along with that, it's kind of made me think, oh, what if I kind of promoted it? And it's kind of helped me realize, oh, what if I did a podcast? And this was the perfect opportunity to promote equipment and how awesome it is in creating relationships. Because it's not just the people I work with. It's uh, guys on the team that I've really uh, come to know, too, that are really cool guys as well. Um and then even sometimes uh, the coaching staff, uh, some for each staff that I've worked with, there's coaches that I've really liked and um, really liked working with. And it was just, it was really cool to have the opportunity to meet those guys and make a connection because it's a way to network. And networking is very important if you want to get to a job because the more people you know, the more uh, crucial people that you know, the more 
kind of well-known people that you know, like in that industry, it's going to get you a job. And that's absolutely something that needs to be known as well. And that might not be stressed in a lot of aspects or in a lot of subjects in college or um, wherever else. But, you know, getting to know people is absolutely important. Networking is absolutely important. But back back to the equipment equipment manager job and kind of how how we do things is very important too because there's very specific way there's a very specific way to do things a very specific specific way to build helmets a very specific way to fix a backplate on a short on shoulder pads in a very specific way to uh keep things organized and to make sure that it's very specific way to pack the truck, which is actually very important and a very specific way to do your job. Cause if you do it one way and it's the wrong way and the people keep doing that, it's not going to work out, but they have to do it in a specific way to make sure things run very smoothly. And that's one thing that I have learned, um, in my experiences as an equipment manager, do it this way and you'll be fine. Do it this way. Things are going to go to, well, insert word here, but, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's been a really cool, um, opportunity for me. Uh, ever since I've come in as a freshman, I've learned so much, not only about equipment, but about the game. And I think that's really cool too, because I've learned, um, so much about the game and certain specifics that I wouldn't have known, um, had I done this. And I'm not going to go into those cause it's, it might give stuff away and I don't want to give stuff away, but, uh, I've learned so much about the game and not only, with uh within the team but also within the within the games that we have i've learned essentially what constitutes a penalty and what doesn't and i have construed that over the years just ask my dad you know if you ask my dad when i was younger i would always yell holding 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 he's and he would tell me so many times Shut your mouth, you don't know what you're talking about. Now that I've attended games and seen what holding is, I've gotten a lot better. Again, ask my dad. And I've I have gotten a lot better, but I do get very emotional into these games, believe it or not. So um I I do get into games a lot. And that is also very important. You have to kind of get into the games, but you can't get too into emotional into the games as well. So, uh, that's another thing that I've learned as well, but yeah, that's essentially what we do and kind of what I've learned and what I found has been very important, um, in my experiences working as equipment manager. But speaking of experiences, I want to talk about my top five experiences ever since I've joined and I'm going to go in order from... Well, number one being the best experience I've ever had. And number five, not the worst, but the fifth best that I've had. And I'll say number five is going to be 
going to NC State, going to NC State was really, really cool. Um, Cause that was the, that was the second game that this team played uh, against an FBS team. And that I went to, I didn't go my first year, I went my second year in uh, this past season. And NC State was so cool because it's in, I was just in such awe because it's an ACC team. I, and I went to an ACC stadium. And it's not that I sat in it either. I was on the sideline of an ACC stadium. And along with that, it was really cool because uh, that was the year Bradley Chubb had just graduated and he, he got drafted to the Broncos. And we we were playing Ryan Finley, who was actually at that point one of the top-ranked quarterbacks and still is uh, one of the top-ranked quarterbacks in this year's draft class. And I was like, this is just so cool. And Calvin Harmon, who was receiver on the team, he he's a top wide receiver in this draft too. So it's kind of really cool to say, oh, I saw them play at their place. And, it, you know, it's really cool to kind of say that, say that stuff. Um, and this, that whole stadium looked nice too. And it was so cool getting to experience an ACC atmosphere. Number four. I would say number four is a playoff game that we had at home. Uh, I'm going to say against, oof, this is tough because we've had some good playoff games at home. I'm going to say this one against Sam Houston State. Uh, when the team that I work for played Sam Houston State at home, and uh, I know this is giving a lot away, and I've kind of been vague, but this is definitely going to give it away if you've watched uh, this team um, and kind of know anything about this team. But, uh, yeah, so we played Sam Houston State my first year, um, and we were playing in the playoffs, and we were like the four seed, and that's going to give it away right there. And Sam Houston State had gotten a lower had gotten a lower seed. They and their coach was not happy, and they were and Sam Houston State's offense at that moment was uh, like the top ranked in the country for that uh, division, the FCS, and uh, yeah, FCS, and we beat them sixty five to seven. It was crazy. 65 to 7, we beat them and it was just it was it was so shocking. We I had no idea that that was going to be the case. I was worried uh, about that game and we just ended up destroying them. But that is essentially number 4. Number 3. I'm going I'm going to go Another home playoff game. This one being against Weber State. And this one was crazy. We had played a couple teams before them and just absolutely kind of rolled those teams. 
And we we play Weber State. This is go to the uh, national championship two seasons ago. No, one, not this past season, but the season before that. And yeah, two seasons. And it had gone down to the wire. And we had the ball, and we we were we were kind of driving, and then we stalled at one point. And we had stalled probably close to the 30-yard line. And there was a like a second left. We had a time, we had timeout, we called it, and we sent out our field goal team. It was probably, I want to say a 40-some yard field goal. And this guy, the our kicker, and my gosh, our kicker made it. It was so awesome. The stadium went crazy. It was the day before the day before final started. So almost all the students were there and stayed for a, stayed for a long time because they didn't want to study for finals, which I don't blame them because they had the opportunity to study. I didn't because I had to get there early. But yes, it was a a late game. But um but uh, but the stadium was so loud, and when he when he made that field goal, and it was so cool. I I got chills when when that happened. And it was just so so crazy. Um, I I still can't believe it that that happened. It was one of it was one of the best games that I've experienced as a fan, and I've been to many many games uh, for for this team. And a lot of those games have been really good games. And I would say this is up there. This is probably one of my top maybe five games that I've experienced with this team. As a fan, whether in the stands or working. Um, Number two, and this is definitely going to give it away because... Oh, man, this was amazing. My number two favorite experience was going to North Dakota State my freshman year and beating North Dakota State in their in their stadium. And this was when North Dakota State was huge on their run. They were rolling, rolling, rolling. They had won championship after championship after championship after championship. And... They had, and they started this, believe it or not, in 2011, and th- this whole run, and this, in 2011, and they've won all the championships going into that season. We go up there to, to play them, and not m- me, you know, working in as a fan, being, oh, I don't know how I feel about this game. I just don't. And we just, we went in there and we played our butts off. And it was something that, you know, as a, as a student and working there, it's something I'm probably never going to get to experience again. And, you know, it was so nice to 
getting able to go there, win that game, and move on and go to the national championship. And that was so nice because not only had my, you know, had not only were the, um, was the team there and I was there, but my mom and dad were there, you know, and a bunch of people that were fans that, they, that were there as fans, I knew were that, uh, that I knew were there and it was such a cool experience. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of space allocated for JMU fans anyway. Shoot. But, uh, there you go. JMU fans. Um, so, you know, we go in, you know, we win the game and those fans got to, uh, run, you know, run on, uh, got, got to come down and, you know, I got to hug my dad, hug my mom and we're all so excited. So, yeah. But now, of course, what I'm going to say, now that I've given away that it's JMU and, you know, yeah, I don't care at this point. Number one, 2016 National Championship game. It was my freshman year. My freshman year, and JMU is in the National Championship game, and I'm working for them as an equipment manager. Oh, man, it was so, so cool. My first year. And th- this this is the year that, and, and this is the game we were playing Youngstown State. And the team went in kind of knowing, okay, we beat North, we beat North Dakota State. We can beat Youngstown State. So they went in knowing that they could do that and very confident. And they were rightfully so confident. It showed in the game. And it was such a cool experience because the game's in Frisco, Texas. And um, a couple of the things that we did, you know, were so cool. The The... The thing that they throw where both teams kind of go head-to-head in multiple games is really cool. It was a great experience. We got to see uh, kind of the Youngstown, Youngstown State players and coaches and got to go uh, against them in some things. You know, there's laser tag there. There's a bunch of stuff there, uh, putt-putt, and it was such a really cool experience. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was – it was really cool to, uh, for for that in in particular as well. You know, it was also really cool because the game's in Frisco, Texas, and or has been for the past couple of years, and you know, in Frisco there's the star for the Dallas Cowboys, and it was cool. We we uh, we drove past it, and it looked really cool from the outside and. You know, it it was it was cool. You know, being a Redskins fan, you know, I was like, eh, Cowboys, eh. But it was still actually really cool to get a chance to actually see that as well. Um, you know, the game itself was actually, and I believe the FC Dallas, I think that's their name, that stadium. Uh, that year, I think it was actually they're doing some construct some construction there. Uh, they weren't done with uh aside the stadium but they were still getting it done and I'll I'll come out and say this that I'm not I'm not a big fan of loud noises so that includes like fireworks and uh like loud 
like guns. So, and to give a backstory of this and why I say loud guns. Um, so one, when I was younger, one year, uh, me and my family went up to Boston, uh, with, I think, uh, my granddad and my grandma and we, uh, and we, uh, we went to a Redskins preseason game against the Patriots and the Patriots scored and, you know, they have those colonial people dressed up and they shot off these guns and it, it scared the living crap out of me, my sister and my mom, but I've been scared for so long of these loud noises. And so, and keep in mind, fireworks is another one of these. So at this national championship, after, after any team scored, four fireworks would go off in each corner of the stadium. And it got me every time. But it was still really cool to have that to have that be the case um, and see that along with that um, kind of the whole spectacle of the game making it uh, like this big deal. And, I mean, and it was a big deal. But um, it was also really cool because I think that year the uh, – because the, they always bring out former – players, not of those teams, but of this uh, subdivision, and one of them was Doug Williams, and he used to be a quarterback of the Redskins, and that year, I was freaking out, because I was like, oh my gosh, guys, that's Doug Williams, oh my gosh, guys, that's Doug Williams, and my friends were like, dude, we get it, shut your mouth, I I, I will say, to get starstruck at those kind of people, it was really, it, really cool to see that, but, um, what made it even cooler was after we won, seeing, seeing the confetti fall onto the field and seeing fans rush the field and seeing my family come out in the field celebrating with them. It was just so cool and having the ability to, uh, you know, just see see the players raise the trophy, get like some of that stuff, like seeing them get the hats, seeing them get the shirts, and it was just so cool. It was one of the, it was one of the best days of my life, and it's easy to say that because, well, it was easily the best thing that's ever happened to me. You know, there's nothing really else that's that's made me as happier or as you know that that was crazy that day, and I was. I was so happy and, you know, it was, it was so cool. It was so cool. But, um, yeah. And I mean, that, that's really when it paid off when, uh, working those long hours and all that paid off, you know, winning that national championship just made it so freaking cool. And man, you know, the next year was so heartbreaking, but again, 2016 was absolutely amazing and probably one of the one of the uh I would say that moment in particular is not only up there for one of my like as my favorite experience um since coming to JMU or working as an equipment manager I think it's also up there and one of the top moments of my life uh because I got to say, you know, I was on that staff, so I got to say, I'm a national champion. 
and that's just so cool. Being being able to say that is so cool. I'd never thought I'd say that because I knew I wasn't going to be, you know, running uh, or doing anything in college. I wasn't a superb athlete. You know, I I wasn't going to play any sports in, in college, and I absolutely knew that. So, but being able to say I'm a national champion still doesn't resonate at you know at the moment and makes me think how lucky I am to you know actually say that you know because not many people will will ever get to say that and I know there's been a lot of national championships but not many people will say or get to say oh I was I ex- I experienced my team winning or I was working with my team winning when my team won, um, or uh, or that I am a national champion, and I get to say, you know, I I don't say it at all, but those words sometimes just come up in my mind at, you know, when I'm at work, uh, if I'm mad, and it just makes me just be like, hmm, yeah. So th- and essentially. You know that's what that's what it's all about too. Not winning the national championship, but I would say being able to think about it and say, "Oh man, this that was just so cool." That's that's what it's all about. I think, you know, and good and good stories as well. But I mean, yeah, that's all I have about being an equipment manager, my experiences and kind of what it's like being one. Um, but so what do I have set up for these next couple episodes? Um, I'll come out with a Q and a one, you know, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm currently sitting at six questions. Y'all go and comment on that post. I want to see some more. I want to see some, I want to see some really good ones at, for the ones that I've seen. I'm, they are really good, but I want to see some more good ones. I want to see some ones that really make me think or that really make me say, hmm, I'm not sure. sure I'm going to have to think about that one or say, oh, I'm excited to answer that one. So, uh, but besides that, for, uh, episode, for ideas for episodes that uh, I have, so I said this and last week's, and I would say it for this week's as well. But the next one where I have a concrete idea, should I not get, should I still not have a sufficient amount of questions, we'll be talking about the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And mainly what I'll be talking about is theories for Endgame, uh, kind of stuff, stuff and promotions that you've missed, uh, not necessarily the trailers. Uh, there's one only I really have in mind, and also discussing kind of also discussing the timeline of those movies and kind of saying here's uh, this movie's here and this movie's here and uh, I'm not I won't say like the the times like the eras but uh, I will discuss okay this movie's first and this movie's tenth or whatever because there's 22 movies going into Endgame believe it or not 22 um, so. There's that, and I believe 
after that, I'm not so sure. Uh, I, I'm actually gonna float out maybe two that I'm that I'm thinking about, and I'll also leave it up to you guys. You know, uh, post 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 on the page what what you want to hear about, um, and post on uh, uh, maybe if you're on Instagram, uh, DM the account and say, hey, you know, talk about this. Um, so I'm open to anything for you guys, whatever you want me to talk about. But these other topics that I think y'all will like, maybe uh, advice for uh, going on a trip to Disney, because I went on a trip to Disney for spring break. So give you tips on kind of that. You can do that. Or another option here, and again, you guys can vote. You can uh, comment on this video or episode uh, of what you want to hear between the two. But there's that. And then there's also we can we can discuss or I can discuss uh, my love for specific things like my love for country music, my love for uh, the Arrowverse uh, shows. Uh on TV, and I can go into depth, go into depth on why I like, uh, onto what those are. Along with that, you know, maybe even uh, talking about what why I like the certain sport teams, and along and another idea that y'all can vote on again through comments of this of this episode is, and I feel like y'all will kind of enjoy this, is me kind of talking through uh, specific specific events uh, that, uh, specific events that I've gone through, like favorite concerts that I've been to, uh, like who are the top people that I've seen, or I can even discuss who I've seen in concert and... Uh, explain why explain my love for concerts uh so those are those are the three that uh i'll leave y'all to vote on or even other things i mean you don't have to choose those exactly but those are three options i'm floating out plus options i'll take from you guys uh for i guess what would be episode five or six uh but yeah, so again, those top- topics would be Disney trip advice, dis- uh, explaining my love for country music, certain TV shows, and then discuss who I've seen in concert and why I love going to concerts and why I think concerts are important. So, after all sa- after all is said and done, Goodbye, adios, however y'all say goodbye, and I hope y'all enjoyed this episode.